It's time for the Football Report Podcast. Philip Jordan is joined by football experts breaking down the latest headlines and games, plus interviews with former players talking about their time on the gridiron. Now, let's kick this off and talk some football. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the latest edition of the Football Report. I am your host, Philip Jordan. Thanks for checking out the show and making it a part of your day. And got a big show planned for you guys on this edition of the show. We're doing a bowl preview podcast, part one. So this will be a two-parter. Part two will be at a future date. We're going to talk about the first 20 bowl games. And the podcast is going to be a lot different than doing something I've never done in podcasting before. Not one person will be on the line with me, but two. Jeremy Rains, photographer, been on the show a couple of times, co-hosted with me a few weeks ago. And Yancey Gordon, former punter for Sanford and Huntington College, he'll be on too. So I'll have both of them on the line. We're going to be previewing the bowl games, picking them, letting you guys know who we think are going to win each one of these bowl games. So we'll do the first 20 here. Then on a later date, and I'm thinking the Wednesday or Thursday after Christmas, that's when 20 of them will have been played by that time. I will release part two, the second half of us picking all the bowl games. And at the very end, we will pick the college football playoff winners as well. Before I get on my own, let me guys know where you can find me and where you can find the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at TheFieldJordan. Find the show on Twitter at FB Report Podcast. And you can find the show on Facebook. Just look up the football report. It's very easy to find. Where you can find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, and YouTube. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. Really means a lot to do that. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. And of course, always check out all my work over at Last Word on College Football, where I preview and write about the Auburn Tigers. Uh, doing some other bowl previews, and I will be covering the Camellia Bowl between Georgia Southern and Eastern Michigan this saturday so also check out that preview that's going to be up should be up by the time you're listening to this podcast if not very shortly and also check out the recap this weekend and i'll be taking photos mainly covering as a photographer but i will write up a recap for the game as well anyways guys let's get jeremy reigns and yancy gordon on the phone all right, buddy, as I was talking about in the intro, doing something I've never done on the podcast before, not one person on the phone with me, but two of them, joining me to preview all the bowl games. We're going to go through every single one of them first. Jeremy Range, photographer, has been on here several times. Yancey Gordon, former punter for Sanford and Huntington College. Uh, I guess first up, Jeremy, how you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Philip. How about you? Doing good. Uh, you too, Yancey. How's it going? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? All right. You know, this is something we t- we talked about doing before. I'm uh, glad I could get both of you guys uh, on the phone. We could get this arranged together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we do have a lot of bowl games to get to, so kind of let the audience know what we're going to be doing. Uh, I will be calling them individually, just so there's no confusion, no you know talking over each other or anything like that. Uh, we'll try and knock these games out quickly, and I will pick last. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a a lot of fun. But before we get with the picking of games, there's a topic that kind of hit this previous weekend. I want to get both of you guys' opinions, your opinions on. Uh, That is, 
and especially we saw Will Greer, quarterback for West Virginia, is sitting out his bowl game to get ready for the NFL draft, something I think Jarrett Stidham should do as well. So I want to get both of you guys' opinion on that, then we'll jump into the games. But uh, first, Yancey, what's your thoughts on players skipping bowl games to get ready for NFL draft? Well, as a former college player, I kind of find it hard that guys would uh, choose this. But then again, I was no Division One stud, and a lot of these guys have to think about the possibility of getting an injury to where they would lose millions of dollars. So I'm kind of against it just as a former player, but you know, they're businessmen now. And so I don't, I don't look negatively when they do it, but even as, like I said, as a former player, I find that kind of hard not to play your last game. Uh, what's your thoughts on it, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, I kind of concur. I mean, I didn't play Division One. I. I didn't play any college football, but uh, especially not to the to the level that these kids have played. And they've got their families to think about in their own future. It's kind of like when you go to college in general and get a degree. You know, you're you're doing what's best for your future and your uh, you know potential long term. So they're just looking out for themselves. And I just think it's the time that we live in. Uh, you know, you might not have saw this twenty or thirty years ago, but it's just kind of the society we live in now. And uh, I mean, I can't I can't judge someone for for not wanting to do it when it's their future they're trying to trying to think about. Yeah, and I, I think to kind of piggyback on what Jeremy's saying, another thing you have to look at: these guys are not playing for a national championship. You know, if we had a six or eight team playoff and your team was in it, that's a different story. But a lot of these guys have put up prolific college numbers, and in their mind, they've already done enough. They proved themselves. So I think you got to look at it. if they're playing in a big-time bowl to where you could compete for a national championship, I think they're playing. But if not, like Jeremy said, they're worried about their future and their family. So a lot of these guys are just going to opt out and not play. Yeah, nobody's going to remember the time that Will Greer took his eight and three Mountaineers against the Syracuse Orange and beat them. Uh, so I don't, I don't think, you know, I think that's how they're weighing their options. That's not a, a memorable moment in the in the sense of him possibly ruining a career because it just takes one injury. Oh yeah, I'm with both you guys on that. I'm, you know, you gotta protect you gotta protect your future a little bit. I mean, I think to a degree sometimes you have to have a little selfishness and look at Will Greer. Now, different than what I said, Stidham Stidham should have done it too, mainly because one less game you got to deal with the abuse of. Gus Malzahn's poor offensive play calling. But uh, I digress, um, in the words of Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. But with Will Greer, I mean, look, he's got a wife and a kid. I mean, okay, he's going to make good money if he got injured, but why mess up? I mean, he's. I would think Will Greer's going to be a first-round pick. I mean, that's my thinking with him. Uh, watching him play this year, he looks like an NFL quarterback. So, I mean, he's also got his family thing about it. And, you know, you both alluded to that, too. So, I'm, I'm okay with it. And it didn't hurt Leonard Fournette or Christian McCaffrey a couple years ago when they did it. You know, they kind of started this trend. So, I mean, it sucks. I mean, because you're not going to get seen him again in the bowl game. You would want to if you're going to those games. But, you know, like we said, it's a business decision. And sometimes you got to put yourself – you know, be a little selfish to protect your, you know, your future earnings. And you kind of make a good point with that with Fournette and and McCaffrey. Like, who cares about those bowl games that they miss now? Like in retrospect, that didn't really, it didn't really matter at this point. But now everybody loves them where they are, and people still appreciate it for what they did in college. 
and that one game kind of passed by. So that that's a pretty good point. I mean, you know, when we do kind of live in a society where people are a little bit more selfish these days, so I I can't be mad at them for looking out for their own future. All right, so we tackled that topic. Uh, I'm sure if any old timers <laughs> just listened to us, we just made some people mad. But if they're old timers, they're probably not listening to a podcast. We do not have to worry <laughs> about that. So I let's just, what. <laughs> you know how many times I've had to explain to people north of fifty what a podcast is. So, uh, so you know, you got to they don't know. But anyways, you know, before I offend a bunch of people, let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into these bowl games, and we're going to kick off this Saturday. I mean, we got a slate of games kicking off on December fifteenth, and it starts with the Auto Nation Cure Bowl between Tulane and Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Tulane out of the conference, uh, USA, I believe. Uh, they are six and six on the year. Louisiana seven and six. They lost a close game. Well, not a close game, but they hung with Appalachian State in the Sun Belt title game for about three quarters, lost 30 to 19. Uh, this will be on the CBS Sports Network at 1230. All our times, I will say here, are central time. And uh, Tulane is a four-point favorite in this game. Uh, but so, let's, let's first, let's go to Jeremy first. Jeremy, uh, who do you like in the game? Uh, I go with the, the Cajuns. I just... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just my bias towards towards uh, some belt teams, but they've also they played who they play this year: Alabama and Mississippi State and Appalachian State. Lost so App State like been, twice. Yeah, I think they've been battle tested pretty good. Plus, playing a good Troy team. So I'm going to go with uh, Raging Cajuns because I feel like they've had a little bit a little bit harder of a schedule this year, and they've come out with you know a little bit more successful of a of a record. What uh, what you think about it, uh, Yancey? I have to agree with Jeremy. Um, I really don't know much about either team, but uh, hearing that uh, the Raging Cajuns played Mississippi State and Alabama and actually scored several times and then played Appalachian State twice, um, I think they're a battle-tested team, and so I would give them the edge in this game. Yeah, I'm with both of you, too. I mean, just the competition they had was much better than what Tulane had to deal with this season. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Raging Cajuns here, too. And, you know, upset, upset. So we're, we're going with the upset early. All of us are agreeing on that pick with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, next up. And, and two lanes in Louisiana as well, right? So that's kind yes. of a New Orleans. interstate game there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Rivalry. Rivalry game. Some uh, who, I guess, figure out who's the second best team in the state. Yeah. Um, should have just put them in the New Orleans Bowl. It made it a lot easier. <laughs> and they would have had a packed stadium. Well. Packish. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, next up, we got the New Orleans. Mm, Jeremy messed me up by talking about New Orleans. The New Mexico Bowl between Utah State 10-2, and two, who came within a game of being in the Mountain West championship game had they beat Boise in the final game of their regular season and their other loss was to Michigan State. Uh, they're 10-2 playing North Texas who is 9-3. and uh, This is a 1 p.m. kickoff. North Texas is a six-point favorite here so I'm going to flip it over. Uh, go with Yancey first. Who do you like here? Um, are we talking about Utah State? Yes. Uh, you- I don't know really much about either team. But I'll go with the team that's got the best record. So I'll go with Utah State in the upset. All right, Jeremy. 
Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. That's my Lee Corso's uh, terrible uh, uh, act for the night. I'm going to go with Utah State as well. I think that North Texas is probably still pretty upset about that uh, shellacking that they got last year from Troy in the New Orleans Bowl, but I still think that Utah State pulls it out. And they have an opportunity to finish in the top 25. So I think I'm going to pull for uh, pull Utah State on this one. Yeah, if Utah State wins this game, it would tie the single-season record for wins 11. And this would just be the third time, Jeremy, they would finish in the top 25 in a season. Um, I watched a little bit of Utah State versus Boise, and I've seen Boise up and close. They're a really good team, lost in overtime to Fresno State in the Mountain West Championship game. So, yeah, I'm going to go with what both you guys are saying. I am going to go with Utah State. So we're all in agreement here so far. First two games, we've all picked the same teams. So uh, we need to change that up and make it more fun. Uh, so we're all going to – all three of us are picking the fighting Colin Kaepernick's. <laughs> yeah, they almost beat Auburn one time too. <laughs> yeah, that's where he went to school at. Yeah, that's – now he went to Nevada, I think. Yeah, he wasn't in yeah, Nevada. I think he was in, I th- I think he was in Nevada. Bad, that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> next up, we have, let's just transition. Same, same color scheme, same color scheme. Yeah, they they are. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but it is kind of the same color scheme, except the helmets are different. Nevada's got that dark blue helmet, and then Utah State usually goes with the the plain white. So, uh, And but, one's uh, in the desert, one's freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the desert, that is a good transition, Jeremy. We hey, go to segue. to the Las Vegas Bowl between Arizona State. This is the first bowl game with a Power Five team, uh, seven and five on the season under first year coach Herm Edwards. He wants winners. See you, Herm. See you, Herm. Uh, versus number twenty one Fresno State, who's eleven two on the season, the Mountain West Conference champions. Like I said, beat Boise in overtime. Uh, for that, Fresno is a four point favorite here. Uh, this is a 2.30 kickoff on ABC. And uh, before I get you guys' picks, uh, Fresno State in 2016 went 1-11. So they hired Jeff Tedford, who had experience at Cal as head coach, Coach Aaron Rodgers. Since his two years as the head coach, they are 21-5 and with a conference championship. So he's really turned things around there at Fresno. But I'm going to start with you, Yancey. Uh, who do you like? I hate to uh, pick against uh, Herm Edwards. But uh, I'm going to go with the other team on this one. I think uh, Fresno State, if you look at their record and the teams they've played and what Jeff Tedford's done, I see them rolling in this game. They'll win by 20. All right, Jeremy, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to uh, agree with Yancey. I think the, the pac 12 just down a little down this year, and by a little I mean a lot. And, um, you know, battling with Boise State in that final game for the conference championship, and they, they won the conference, correct? Yes. Yeah, and I mean, that was, Boise State's a good team. I mean, Boise was a, you know, well, they're 22, ranked 22, but they were a couple of wins there from being, you know, making a, a run themselves this year. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Fresno State pulls it out as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, on, Herm. <laughs> I'm on Fresno too. And another big thing in this game too, or really is going to hurt Arizona State is star receiver. I hope I'm not butchering his first name, Nikhil. Harry, uh, he will not play in the game as we talked about to kick off here. Players skipping, he is skipping the bowl game. He is projected as the uh, second best wide receiver 
by ESPN's Mel Cowper Jr., so he won't play here either. But uh, so that's you know going to hurt the offense also for Arizona State. So I'm with you guys. I am taking Fresno State in that one. Uh, next up, we got the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl, which I will be at taking pictures for and covering for last word on college football. A little humble brag there. Uh, Georgia Southern nine and three from the Sun Belt will be playing Eastern Michigan seven and five uh, from the MAC. I think this is Eastern Michigan's first bowl game since the uh, late eighties. Uh, Georgia Southern is a just a one point favorite in this game. It's a four thirty kickoff over on ESPN, and I'll start this one off with, uh, with Jeremy. What you like about this game? Uh, maybe it's my bias showing again, but I'm going to go with Georgia Southern. I'm going to agree with them on that. All right, uh, Yancey, what do you think? I have to agree with Jeremy. I think Georgia Southern's going to run that triple option down their throat, and they're not going to have a way to stop it. So I'm going to go with Georgia Southern. Guys, I am with you once again. Georgia Southern here. Uh, I'm trying to think, and I was trying to look here while y'all were talking. Has Georgia Southern won a bowl game? Because they have not been at the FBS level long. I want to say the first year... They basically won the Sun Belt, or almost did, but they could not play in a bowl game because it was their first year. That silly little rule uh, there. But I, I like Georgia Southern here. Okay. Was that was that Georgia Southern or Georgia State? Georgia Southern. Oh, are, they, are they the newest program? Well, Georgia State, when they came into the Sun Belt, they just started their program. Now, Georgia Southern had that long run in the FCS. They were very successful, won multiple yeah, that's true. Yeah. national championships. And in as well. Yeah. So, uh, it doesn't say here. But uh, they, it would be big for Georgia Southern, obviously, going to the bowl game. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they look, seeing that triple option in person. Uh, seeing how that looks, and you know, we'll see what Eastern Michigan do. It'd be big for them because this is a program that has not had many opportunities in bowl games at all. So uh, we'll see. Should be fun uh, seeing these two teams square off in person. It'll it'll be action packed for sure. Some action, Jeremy. The action. <laughs> the action versus the fun belt. Is, is that Creed that I hear in the background? That is. You guys trying I'm to get me booted up. off the I'm, podcast? Get, trying to uh, get me I'm a... jamming to some Creed right now. I am fired up for this pick now. There we go. My own prism. <laughs> Next up, we got... One now this is... <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, which we've seen Troy in a lot over the years. Uh, Jeremy was at that last year. I remember because yeah, he was on. Yeah, me and Yancey were both there actually last year. Remember yes, that? Yes, we were. It was a great game, and that's a beautiful stadium. Well, they're going to get treated to Middle Tennessee at 8-5, and five, who lost to UAB in the Conference USA Championship game uh, versus Appalachian State, who won the Sun Belt at 10-2. Appalachian State is a seven-point favorite. This is an ESPN uh, broadcast on at 8 p.m. So I guess I'll flip it over to Yancey first. Uh, who you like here? Um, I'm going to go with Appalachian State, but I'm hesitant about this. And the only reason is, is the other day I heard where that coach has been offered a bigger job. So if the coach has accepted this position, um, will the guy coach in the bowl game or will he move on to his next job? So 
Um, App State is obviously a very good team. Uh, they almost beat Penn State up there. So I would have to uh, go with App- Appalachian State in this game. What do you think, Jeremy? Are you going to go with the Sun Belt once again? I agree. I think he accepted the job at uh, Louisville. Isn't that correct, uh, Philip? Yes, he. I uh, think he is taking the Louisville job because you know. The- yeah, I, I think he'll probably still coach. I'm assuming. I'm not real sure about that, but uh, either way, I think App State's uh, just. It's going to be a really, really good game. I think, and you know, when you when you're comparing teams like Middle Tennessee, UAB, Troy. Appalachian State. I think those those teams could all play in the same conference. It's all going to be a you know a good slugfest. So I'm, I'm but I'm I'm thinking that uh, Appalachian State edges them by maybe ten points, but it'll be a good game. I think it's seven point uh, right now is the line, but I think that it'll be a good a good matchup. I'm going to go at App State here, but just look out for Middle Tennessee in this game with Brent Stockstill. He is not a quarterback that is mentioned a lot in college football, probably because he plays in a non-Power 5 school. But he has 105 career touchdown passes, tying him for 20 in FBS history with former Oregon quarterback Marcus Mariota. I'm just throwing it out there. But I like App State, but closer than the experts think. So, next up, as we have somebody playing music again in the background. I'm jamming to my favorite band. The greatest band ever come out of the country of Canada, Nickelback. Uh, you guys are going to get me booted. For, uh... I'm sorry, I'm mesmerized by the beautiful sounds. Oh, uh, uh, you guys are going to get makes, me for copyright. What, what, what makes college pick a much better than a and a long curly hair uh, Canadian saint. Nothing. Exactly. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, man, you can't you can't take us anywhere. No, no I can't. And and and, if, and listen to the audience. If after this podcast you never see me podcast again, it's because I got sued for copyright reasons because music being played in the background. So. Now that disclaimer is out of the way. I will, I will personally start you a GoFundMe account if that happens. I'll need it, man. I'll need it because this podcast makes me no money. I lose money on this podcast, so let's just put that in perspective. Anyways, back to the bowl games. The Boca Raton Bowl. Now that we're moving on past Saturday, this is December 18th, is between UAB, the Conference USA champions, who thought we'd ever say that a couple of years ago, Versus Northern Illinois out of the MAC, 6 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. UAB comes in this game as a two and a half point favorite. Jeremy, you're close to this team. You're in the Birmingham area. Uh, what's your pick here? I am going to go with UAB. They're having too much of a Cinderella story the way that they lost to Middle Tennessee and then you know flipped it back around. And it seems like they keep getting adversity thrown their way. Like they had the opportunity to host a bowl game and then they lost the opportunity and then went to Middle Tennessee and and, and beat up on them and and brought that home. I think that UAB pulls this out. I think it'll be another good game, but I think UAB is gonna is gonna be victorious and bring it back home to the ham. With their uh, this will be their first bowl win, correct? Yes, they do not have a bowl win. They lost last season in their bowl game. Um, drawing a blank on who that was against, but yes, the, it was this in, would be. I know it was the Hawaiian Bowl. I can't remember who it was against. Was it like was it Southern Miss? Maybe probably Hawaii. Sure. 
<laughs> hey, you know what? You're a genius. I try, man. I think that was. <laughs> That's unfair. So who do you like here, Yancey? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jeremy. I'm going to go with UAB. I mean, you look at their record right now, and just an incredible season. The figure a few years ago, they canceled the program, and uh, now they're, what, 10-2 conference champs. Um, this will be a good showcase, uh, especially for Bill Clark. I mean, to think when they canceled the program, he could have left and went to any other program, but he decided to stay. So with his success, don't be surprised if his name starts coming up for possible bigger, you know, Division One programs in the next uh, year or two. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, puzzled. Both him and Neil Brown, we're seeing all these older coaches getting these jobs. Like, you know, we, you know, we've alluded to, you know, off air, uh, Les Miles, Mac Brown. Just seeing Bill Clark and Neil Brown there. Not even any rumors around them. Just kind of puzzled to me because they're two young, up and coming coaches. And uh, for you know, my pick too is I'm going with UAB too. I'm sure we're eventually going to start disagreeing on these games, but I'm going to go with UAB UAB too. But just talking about those two coaches, and I'm going to get your both, you know, your take here. Uh, start with Jeremy Neil Brown and Bill Clark. I mean, just puzzling that their names are not out there as potential coaches at bigger schools now. Yeah, I mean, I know that Bill Clark's a little bit more of a defensive coach, but I'm, I'm really surprised that his name hadn't gotten tossed around, at least to somebody like Louisville. Um, you know, someone on that level that's kind of the next tier up. Uh, I'm really surprised because I think UAB secured him this year with like a one-point-something million-dollar contract per year. I mean, you know, there's there were coordinators getting paid more than that at school, so I'm really surprised that a, at least a smaller school, uh, or D1 school, didn't, didn't pick him up. I mean, not to say that, UAB is not a, a great program, but, you know, traditionally they've obviously not been. But I'm, I'm really surprised by that as well. Neil Brown, I think it was kind of tattered at the end a little bit, but if he goes out with a, you know, with a bowl win here, um, don't get mentioned here. If they come back with, you know, with another successful season and, you know, they're, they're both gearing up for it. I think Troy's losing quite a few Quite a few players this year, but I'm not real sure. But I know I think uh, I think UAB's quarterback may be a senior, so he might be leaving. But I think I think Troy, like I know when their their key positions, like with their uh, I think the running backs come back as well as the quarterback, both quarterbacks. But yeah, I mean I, I'm really surprised this year, but I think we'll we'll hear a lot more next year. Uh, you got anything to add on that, Yancey? No. All right, let's move on to the. I have to, well, not that one. I'm, I'm almost getting ahead of myself. On December 19th, we have the Frisco Bowl between San Diego State and Ohio. San Diego State 7-5 Mountain West team. Ohio, a MAC team. Ohio comes this as a three-point favorite. ESPN, a 7 o'clock kickoff there. Uh, let's start with Yancey here. Who do you like? To be honest, I really don't know much about either team. So I'm just going to guess and go with uh, San Diego State. All right, Jamie, who do you like? Well, just kind of reviewing over uh, some key points here. It looks like, I mean, is, is Ohio starting out as the favorite here? Yes, they're the uh, three-point favorite in the game. 
I'm kind of surprised they're only a three point. Uh, it looks like, I mean, it looks like they're a pretty high power. Even with four losses, it looks like they're a pretty high powered offense. I'm reading some notes here, but it looks like they're averaging over 470 yards a game, over 41 points a game. So, um, they're ranked top 10 nationally in offense. I think that they will continue that steam going. And it kind of looks like from, from this that San Diego State's coming off of three losing. They got a three game losing streak at the last four games. So, um, oh, excuse me. Uh, They've lost four of the last five, with three of those being consecutive. So it looks like Ohio. I don't know. Maybe that'll that'll maybe a little bit, but uh, I doubt it. Ohio probably takes this one. And probably yeah, about more than three. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ohio as well with this one. Just uh, Frank Solich has done good there at Ohio. They're a consistent program out of the MAC every year. They're in bowl games. Most years they're in the MAC championship game under him. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Ohio. All right. I've been really looking forward to announcing this bowl game on here to talk about it, just to say the name of the bowl game. December 20th, we have the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparillo Bowl between Marshall at 8-4 and four and South Florida at 7-5. Uh, Marshall is a two-and-a-half point favorite here. And before I you know, call on you guys to pick this, I also got to really look at this. South Florida was undefeated at the midway point of this season. They were supposed to be the team that maybe gave Central Florida some trouble at the last uh, at the end of the season. So they really fell apart as the season went on. So I'll start with you, Jeremy, here. Uh, who do you like, Marshall and South Florida? Once again, the bad boy mowers, Gasparilla Bowl. Well, um, it looks like UCF has had a pretty detrimental ending to their season, getting, getting whooped up by UCF at the, at the end. But I don't think Blake Barnett's going to be completely healed up from what did he have shoulder surgery, whatever it was, shoulder injury. So I don't I don't know that he'll necessarily be a hundred percent. I think Marshall's probably going to pull it out. How about you, Yancey? The one I, I think one thing one the good thing going for South Florida is that they at least have in Tampa they'll at least have a good crowd there. Maybe we'll see. Well, I think I'm just going to give the nod to Marshall. Uh, they. Uh, a week or so ago, I want to say played Virginia Tech, and unless I'm wrong, they whooped up on Virginia Tech quite a bit. So I could be wrong on that. I don't. Remember, I can't remember if Virginia Tech beat them or they beat Virginia Tech. So uh, just because it's Marshall and we are Marshall, let's go Thundering Herd. You got to go on something. No, Virginia Tech beat them, but I think it was a it was a pretty close game for a while. I think. Yeah, they uh Virginia Tech lost to Marshall twenty to forty one. It was a forty one to twenty one victory for Marshall, and Marshall did that at Blacksburg. Yep, we are Marshall. And uh, just to make sure, Jamery, did you pick Marshall or South Florida? I picked Marshall. All right. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Mike Barnett's going. His injury is going to be be hard there for him. Yeah, he missed uh, two of the final three regular season games that like shoulder injury, and they played. Both their quarterbacks, which one I'm not going to try to pronounce the same, they did not play well at the end of the season. Once again, we're in agreement here. I'm going to take Marshall here. Uh, it's just, yeah, the quarterback, if Blake Barnett was healthy, I, I would probably be going with South Florida here because I think he's a talented quarterback. But, uh, yeah, well, that, that injury question up in there, I just, I got to go with Marshall here. If Blake Barnett was healthy, we probably wouldn't even be having this discussion because they've been in a higher bowl more than likely. Yeah, I mean, they probably wouldn't beat Central Florida, but they probably won some of the other games that they did lose there in, there at the end. 
Uh, next up, we have the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl uh, between Florida and... That's the bowl and... I want to go to. <laughs> That's the bowl I'd be interested in, that and the Hawaiian Bowl. Yeah, man, that would be a good time, especially with it being cold, man. <laughs> Florida International comes in this game at 8-4 and four out of Conference USA playing Toledo. The Rockets out of the MAC, they are 7-5. Toledo is a five-and-a-half-point favorite here. I'm kind of shocked by that, to be honest with you. But uh, kick it off with Yancey here. Who do you like, Florida International or Toledo? Well, I'm a Florida guy, so I'm going to go with uh, FIU. Um, they've had one heck of a turnaround from this year to last year. And so just being a Florida guy, i got to go with the Panthers. How about you, Jeremy? Toledo. I'm a, I, I don't know much. I got to confess, I don't know much about this. I'm just going to take the comfortable pick with Toledo. But you know, Yancey's on to something there. They, you know, this is kind of some success that they've not had much of, and they're probably hyped up about getting to go to the Bahamas, which, by the way, is going to be in the 60s or the 70s. Excuse me. On Friday, it will be a, a beautiful high of 79 and 70. So it is not cold in the Bahamas right now. Uh, so they're probably pretty hyped up about uh, you know going to. A, Pretty big bowl game and, and getting to play a you know a team that's a favorite over them, but I think that Toledo it's just a safe bet for me to go with. Not so fast, my friend. I am going with. See, that's how you use it, Jeremy. You got to disagree with the person. I am going with FIU. I'm in agreement with Yancey here. Check this out. Quarterback for for international James Morgan set a single season record with 26 touchdown passes putting him in the top three in conference usa toledo's defense is horrible they get up an average of 430 yeah. yards a game that includes 557.8 through the air the golden panthers will light up that rockets defense they will wish they were on a rocket out of the bahamas for international wins yeah you know what this is where we separate the men from the boys well, I can hang up on you, but I'm not. I'm not because we're a friendly podcast. <laughs> okay, here's another one I was anxious to announce. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, <laughs> Western Michigan at 75 versus BYU at 6 and 6. Now, this is like polar opposites. They're going we're going from the Bahamas to Idaho. You know that temperature is going to be complete opposite, but yeah, BYU sure. is a 12-point favorite in this game. Kick it off with Jeremy. Who do you like, Western Michigan or BYU? Uh, I'm going to go with BYU. Another kind of a similar situation is a safe bet for me. Now, uh, I would feel a lot more confident in this pick if it were next year and Jalen Hurts was their quarterback, but I'm still going to go with BYU. What do you think, Yancey? I think they've got a lot, they've got a lot more of a battle-tested schedule, kind of what we alluded to earlier. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jeremy. BYU – you know, is a traditional powerhouse, and, you know, they do play some uh, tough games. And I know they've got a new quarterback in who's really put up some numbers. And even though they are 6-6, six and six, they played some quality opponents. So I would have to definitely give the edge to uh, the Cougars. Yeah, I, I'm going to go BYU too because I just feel like they have the better players here. No offense to Western Michigan or the MAC. It's just I believe BYU is just a higher-level uh talent they bring in year in and year out so i'm gonna groove you guys and go with uh byu on that one now 
we are heading back up to Jeremy's territory, so I'm going to let him kick this one off. The Birmingham Bowl between the Memphis Tigers, 8-5, who lost to Central Florida in the American Athletic Conference championship game and just lost their offensive coordinator to Auburn as well, will take on Wake Forest, who's 6-6 six and six out of the ACC. Memphis is a five-point favorite here. Jeremy, what you thinking? I'm thinking that Memphis has a All-America running back, and he's going to run all over Wake Forest is what I'm thinking. Um, I think that, you know, it's really funny because I was on Twitter watching as as Auburn unleashed or un- unveiled, they've uh, hired away Memphis's offensive coordinator. And at that time, nobody really knew kind of what his role was. You know, and everybody was kind of surprised at what the role was that he was going to take over at Auburn. But it, it happened to be the same role. Uh, he actually did not call the plays at, at Memphis. He was just kind of there to be the eyes and ears and kind of help throughout the week. So I don't think, with that being said, I don't think that changes anything for Memphis. I think they're going to roll in this game. Uh, what, what's the favorite? What, how, what are they favored by? Uh, Memphis is favored by five here. Yeah, I think they'll probably uh, come out with a probably a – Ten pointer or greater win, but I think I think Memphis rolls. They the last time they were in Birmingham, they took a big L to uh, unfortunately to our, our Auburn Tigers, but I think they'll get redemption this go around. Yeah, that was the great Paxton Lynch at quarterback uh, for Memphis, who is nowhere in the NFL to be seen. Uh, what do you think, Nancy? I'm gonna have to go with Memphis. I watched uh, them play last week against Central Florida. And I believe that they should have won that game. At times watching that game, I thought Malzahn was coaching it because they were running all over Central Florida and then for whatever reason took their foot off the gas. And, I mean, it was a great game to watch, but they have a high-powered offense. And Wake Forest is down this year. And so I think uh, Memphis wins by 17. Yeah, I I like Memphis here too. Wake Forest is kind of – I want to say a slow offense. There's not an explosive offense. In Memphis, I watched some of that game against Central Florida. They do have an explosive offense. I mean, they they went up and down the field on Central Florida. So I'm going to take uh, Memphis as well. Uh, next up, we have the Armed Forces Bowl between Houston and Army. Houston is eight and four on the season, and Army is they are ten and two on the season. Army comes into this game as the three point favorite off the victory over Navy for the third straight year defeating Navy. So I'm going to start with Yancey here. Who do you like, Houston or Army? <clears throat> Got to go with Army. You never bet against the military academies. And uh, I watched the game against Navy, and it was a it was a slugfest. It was a tough game. But Army runs that triple option. And you also got to think they went into Norman, Oklahoma this year and were probably a 30-point underdog and took Oklahoma into overtime, running the triple option. So you know they're well-coached. they got great players. So I can see Army running that triple option down Houston's throat. And I want to say Houston's one of their top players is not playing in this bowl game. And I know Houston can score points. I think that's where Kevin Sumlin is. No, I take that back. Kevin Sumlin – coach there years ago but yeah army army runs that triple option man and i just don't see houston being able to stop it what what you think jeremy yeah uh, ed oliver is the one that's sitting out he's a he's their 
good defensive tackle, but I'm I'm going to go with Army as well. Uh, I think that you know, like you said, they held probably one of the most pro, if not the best, offenses in the country uh, to just 28 points. So um, I think Army. I don't know if it'll be as low scoring of a game, but I don't think it'll be as high scoring of a game as they had with uh, with Oklahoma, or as low scoring as they had with Navy. But I think the Army comes out on top, probably by like 14. Yeah, I'm going to go with Army as well. It's just I think the adjustment, especially for spread teams, which you know pretty much everybody runs spread now. But going up against that style of offense, I mean, I know they have a few weeks to you know to look at it, kind of figure it out. But uh, I think that's the triple option will give Houston trouble. Houston's not a good defensive team, anyways. Assignment football, I think that's going to hurt them. So yeah, I'm going to go with with Army in this one as well. Uh, next up, we have the Dollar General Bowl between Buffalo ten and three out of the MAC, who lost, I believe, in the MAC championship game, playing Troy nine and three. Now Troy's going for something here: three straight ten win seasons. Really, you know, we talked about Neil Brown earlier. This really would put a capper on another really good season for Troy when they lost a lot of you know top players from last season, especially over on the offensive side of the ball. Buffalo, they are a four point favorite in this game. Those. So uh, we'll see. That's an interesting line, I think. But uh, I'm going to start off with with Jeremy here. Who do you like, Troy or Buffalo? I have a feeling. I think where you're going with the pick, but you know, let's hear it. Well, I think tough time. I think pretty tough time against a pretty stout defense. I know where they, you know, they got a pretty good offense. But uh, likewise, I think that. Uh, Sawyer Smith will have a pretty tough game. Just, you know, it's his first bowl game. He's everything that's happened to him this year has been his first opportunity since, uh, you know, since he's had to come in and take over for the injured starter. So I think that, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't pick against Troy. I got to go with Troy, obviously, but I think that it'll be a pretty, pretty tough game. But Troy's had good success at the Dollar General Bowl. So I think they'll, they'll come out just, just edging Buffalo. Pretty close game, though. How about you, Yancey? I hate to do it, but I'm actually going to pick Buffalo. Um, I think Troy struggled quite a bit this year. Um, I know they've had some key injuries, and I still cannot get over the fact they lost to Liberty. But Troy has got a good team, and um, I have noticed this year whenever Troy makes the selection on game day, Des Howard never picks them, and he seems to be right. So I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one, even though I would like for Troy to win. Hey, that's the way to follow up with it. Yeah, I'm. I could see Buffalo kind winning of torn, this game. Huh? Yeah, I. But you know, I'm. I try to pick these games with my head, not my heart. But I'm just going to go with the Trojans. And Jeremy you made a good point. Troy's had a lot of success in that stadium. They won a bowl game. What was it? Uh, two years ago, you two, were there. Yeah, two. Yeah, two years ago. And Against, how many times? Uh, North. Te- I think it was North Texas or no Ohio. They played Ohio and beat them. And then how many times has Troy went to that stadium and beat South Alabama? And the fact here, in those games, they were the road team. you got to think, I mean, how many people from Buffalo are actually going to travel down to Mobile to see this game? I don't see many people that, doing that. Troy is going to have the fans. Exciting, that is a big deciding factor. I mean, Ohio didn't bring a ton of people uh, whenever they came, and Troy brought, you know, it was obviously 
you know, not, not only are they bringing Poi fans, but they're bringing South Alabama friends. Um, they're bringing businesses in the state of Alabama who give their employee tickets. I mean, there's going to be a big crowd there, not necessarily just for Troy, but they're going to be there supporting Troy just because they're an Alabama team. So uh, that's I, I think the crowd will be the deciding factor. It was the deciding whenever we were there. You know, the crowd really got him into it and really pulled Brandon Silvers through a lot of his home crowd. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a really close game. Yeah, and you know, to confirm my pick, I am taking the Troy Trojans in that one. Uh, next up, we <laughs> next up we have the Hawaii Bowl featuring Hawaii at eight and five. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Playing Louisiana Tech at seven and five. This this game, according to where I've got it right now, I'm on ESPN. dot com. There's not a line that's even right now between these two. Uh, this will be a 9.30 kickoff, a late-night kickoff for Louisiana Tech anyways. Uh, Hawaii, I don't know what time that is in Hawaii. But uh, start off with Yancey here. Who do you like, Hawaii or Louisiana Tech in the Hawaii Bowl? Don't really know much about either team. Haven't seen any of their games. Um, Hawaii would definitely have the home field advantage uh, to play in this bowl game. But I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech. I just think uh, with some of the teams they've played, um, and then, you know, traveling over there, I mean, you got to figure this is a great experience for a lot of these guys. And if you already play for Hawaii, you're playing at the same stadium you play your home games in. So uh, I'm just going to give it to uh, Louisiana Tech in this one. What say you, Jeremy? Uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech doing a, you know, pulling it out as well. I don't really think it's an upset, obviously, since the line is even. But I think Louisiana Tech, like Yancey said, they're pretty hopped up. It's a good opportunity. Um, they've got uh, – one of the one of the best sack rushers in the in the league, so I think that uh, they'll get after him and, and edge him out. I am going to go the opposite direction of both of you. I'm going to go Hawaii. I just see this as a, I think Hawaii. We're looking at 18 to 22 year olds here. They're going to Hawaii. I think they're going to have a little bit too much fun for Hawaii. It's a home game. It's business as usual. They're used to this situation. I'm going to take Hawaii here because of the travel, and I just. I just kind of questioned any team that goes out to Hawaii for a bowl game like this, will they just be looking at it as a vacation or a business trip? And so that's why I'm going to have to go with Hawaii in this one. Uh, next up, we have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl between Boston College at 75 out of the ACC. They will be playing number 25, Boise State, 10-3, lost in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. We're going to start for you, Jeremy. This is a team me and you saw in person to kick the season off in Troy, Boise State. Uh, what do you think? I think that Boise State's a little too potent for Boston College, and I think the uh, lead will be a little bit more than three at the end. I think Boise State's going to pull it out. Uh, what, what, you, what do you think, Yancey? I think I'm going to go with Boston College. You know, they play in the ACC, and I know they – didn't have the uh, the best team this year, but I just think with the the caliber of offense they run and the teams they play against, I think it'll be a close game, but I think they'll beat uh, Boise by at least a touchdown. I am going to agree with Jeremy here. It's just because I've seen Boise in person. Now, a lot would have seen, and I'm really impressed with the quarterback, Brett Rippon. I believe he's the nephew of Mark Rippon, who was the quarterback of the Redskins in the 80s, won the Super Bowl for Joe Gibbs there. I mean, look at his numbers. He's the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. He owns the conference record for total passing yards, over 13,000. 
I mean, he, he has great receivers on this team. This offense can go up and down the field. So I just got to go with Boise. I think he's going to have a big day here. And I, I see him as a future NFL quarterback as well. Uh, the quick lane bowl is next. And this is going to be an interesting matchup as well. Minnesota, 6-6 six and six out of the Big Ten versus Georgia Tech at 7-5, which Paul Johnson is retiring. Uh, Georgia Tech is a four-point favorite here. Uh, kick this thing off with Yancey. What's your thoughts? I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. You know, they run that triple option like the military schools do. And uh, Paul Johnson used to be the uh, head coach at Navy. And so I just think with this being his retirement game, those guys are going to just play their hearts out. And uh, I think they're going to run that triple option down Minnesota's throat, and they're going to send him off as a winner. So this is be a very emotional game for Georgia Tech. And so I can just see them being the victors in this game. What do you think, Jeremy? I think that's kind of how it boils down to me, too, is based purely on emotion. Um, you know, they, they put up a pretty good fight, Georgia Tech did, with, with Georgia for a little while. Uh, but th- having that kind of success against a good Georgia team, I think they're just a stronger opponent. Uh, you know, not, not to say anything against Minnesota. I do think that the, uh, the Big Ten is a little bit better of a, of a conference than the ACC right now. But, um, you know, PJ Fleck, you know, this is his third season, third season. Uh, this, uh, this has got to be one of their first bowl appearances since he's been there. I think that I think that's going to fuel them a little bit. They've got a, a, a freshman running back that's kind of laying on uh, some success this year, hitting that thousand yard mark. But I think I think Georgia Tech is just going to be too strong with too many emotions uh, to try and get Johnson out on on a good uh, ending note here. So I think Georgia Tech rolls probably. Uh, they might beat them by twenty one, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia Tech as well, and it's just the Paul Johnson factor. 11 years there, running that offense, what they've done there. I believe they won, or I know they got to an ACC championship game with him there too, and uh, probably more than that. But I think I think they did win one. Uh, I'm sure the internet will correct me, but yeah, I got to go with Georgia Tech here. It's going to be an emotional situation too for Paul Johnson. What a great career! And you know, Yancey, you brought up his time at Navy. But he also was head coach at Georgia Southern and won national championships there. So a storied career for Paul Johnson heading out of this game. And so that's why I think Georgia Tech should win this one. So next up, this is also one of my favorites, favorite bowl names. The Cheez-It Bowl between Cal at 75 and TCU 6-6. This is probably going to be a high-scoring game. Uh Let's kick this thing off with Jeremy. Uh, this is a pretty tough one. Uh, which team's going to be more awful? But uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Cal in this one. Uh, oddly enough, I don't really know why I'm picking that, but I'm just leaning more towards Cal. I know that the Pac-12 has not really been that uh, that good of a. I mean, what are the big Pac-10? Whatever, whatever that league's called, they haven't been very good this year. But uh, TCU's not been very good either. So. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm actually. I think I'll go with. Uh, uh, this is really hard for me. I'm, I'm just gonna stick with Cal. I'll stick with my gut instinct. I know the TCU's played better teams this year, but I'll stick with Cal. What do you think, Yancey? I have to agree with Jeremy. I'm still shocked that TCU is six and six. 
I mean, they lost to Kansas, which is one of the worst teams in college football. But uh, Gary Patterson is a great coach. Uh, I know in some of the Auburn circles I'm in, you're talking about getting a new head coach. I figured he'd be a great fit at Auburn. But he stays there at TCU, and his teams always are competitive. But, you know, you look at Cal a few years ago, they were in the bottom of the Pac-12. So I'm just going to go with Cal on this one. It's a gut feeling. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cal. I watched them a couple times play, and defensively they're really good. They can really get after it, and uh, the quarterback can run, make a couple throws here. I think they may be to kind of keep the scoring down a little bit. And uh, so I'm going to go with Cal as well. Uh, next up, we have the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl between Temple at 8-4, and four, who is looking for a new coach, as it looks like Jeff Collins is taking that Georgia Tech job, and Duke at 7-5. and five, uh, Temple, they are a three-point favorite here. Uh, start things off with Yancey. Uh, what do you like? I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched either team play this year. Um, I know David Cutliffe at Cutcliffe is a great coach at Duke, and um, you know Temple's got a, a decent record. But like you said, Temple's head coach just took another job. So is he going to coach in the bowl game with you know finish out with his team, or is he going to go down to Atlanta? So just with the head coach leaving, I'm going to have to pick Duke in this one. What do you think, Jeremy? Uh, it is. It is going to be. I think he'll probably stay to the game, especially if uh, Paul Johnson staying in Georgia Tech through their bowl game. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna pull. Um, I think, I think Temple comes in. Uh, who's the favorite? Is Duke the favorite in this? Or is t- Temple, Temple. They are a. Let's see. They are a three point favorite. Um, I think Temple covers that. I think they'll pull it out. It'll be a close game, though. I am going to go with Duke here, uh, and it's you know and. It, a theme with me, you know, I look at quarterbacks. What's the quarterback position look like? Uh, Daniel Jones from Duke has gotten some look from the NFL. He's a pro-style quarterback. Yancey brought it up. David Cutcliffe does a great job with quarterbacks. So I think Duke wins this one because I like their quarterback situa- situation a little bit better. And the head coach in and out, what's going on there, that also is the reason why I am going to go with Duke to win this one. Now, the next one. And maybe one of y'all can, if I'm wrong, you know, let me know this. If y'all want to look it up or y'all know this off the top of your head, the pinstripe bowl is between Miami and Wisconsin. Uh, Miami, both teams are 75. Miami's a four point favorite here. I want to say these two teams played each other in a bowl game last season, a much better bowl game. I might be wrong, but I think they did play last season. I think Miami won that one. Uh, interesting matchup. Two kind of pro style offenses going up against each other. I'm gonna kick this thing off with uh with Jeremy. Start with you, uh, Miami and Wisconsin. Uh, I, you know, coming into the season, I thought Miami was a much better team than what they were. Um, I don't really their team has really, uh, really been that shocking this year. But for some reason, I'm just I'm thinking that that Miami comes out on top. But I could, I guess, I could equally say that I think that Miami could come out on top because you know losing, losing to to Duke, losing to who, who else they lose to, just awful team. So I don't Florida know. State? I think I, I think my uh, no, they, they beat Florida State by one point. So I think I'm going to go. That's that's a tough one. I mean, I feel like overall, I feel like the Big Ten is is uh, a lot better than the ACC. So I think I'm actually going to go with Wisconsin in this one. 
All right, what you think, Nancy? To be honest, it's a coin flip. Like Jeremy said, coming into the season, I thought both teams would have done better. But, you know, they stumbled. Uh, they have the same record. I'm going to give the edge to Wisconsin because it seems like year in, year out, they've got a massive offensive line, and they just run the ball down your throat. And Miami has been inconsistent this year. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Wisconsin, and they probably win by 10. Yeah, I the only time I really watched Miami play this year was the opener against LSU. And LSU, I mean, yeah. Burrow didn't really throw any against them. And Wisconsin doesn't look to really throw. They look to run the ball. And they're going to do so behind Jonathan Taylor, who averaged 166 rushing yards per game, the best average in the nation by a big margin. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin here, too, because I think they're just going to be physically dominant at, on the offensive line. I agree with you right there, Yancey. The running game for Wisconsin is going to be huge here. Miami's had issue, I think, with quarterback. I don't know what Mark Rick is going to do from here. So I'm going to go. I agree with both of you and go with Wisconsin. Now we Wisconsin. Fi- Wisconsin did beat them last year. They were number six. They beat the number ten Hurricanes. Okay. In a New Year's New Year's six Orange Bowl, and they beat them thirty-four to twenty-four. Okay, I had it backward. I thought for some reason I thought Miami had won that, but that's wrong. I was wrong on that because Miami had lost like I think like four straight games or four or five straight games from last year into this year so yeah i I remember that now that you you corrected me on that uh so now we finally get to the first bowl game involving the sec team we we finally get there through all these bowl games we done picked and that is baylor playing vanderbilt both teams are six and six this is the texas bowl so you figure baylor's going to have the fan advantage here i mean vanderbilt fans don't fill out their own stadium so they're not going to go somebody else's uh Vanderbilt's a three-and-a-half-point favorite here, though. And I think this is going to be a, a contrast in styles, too. Baylor is obviously a spread team. Vanderbilt is more of your pro-style offense with a pro-style quarterback, Kyle Shermer. Uh, start off with Jeremy. What do you think? Uh, I think Vanderbilt pulls it out. I think they've had a lot tougher of a schedule this year, um, especially battle-tested with you know playing a lot better defense. But I think that Vanderbilt, you know, they're, I don't think they'll ever get above what kind of what they are, but they've got a, you know, the Schumer's, what's he, this is his, what, third year? So I think he's going to have experience behind him. I think that uh, Vanderbilt edges him out. Probably will be a pretty high-scoring game as well, but uh, I think that Vanderbilt gets the edge. What do you think, Yancey? I have to agree with Jeremy. I'm going to go with Vanderbilt. Uh, that Schumer, as a quarterback, has done a fantastic job at Vanderbilt. And, um, you know, they play in the SEC, and, I mean, they've won six games, so obviously they've beaten some Division One teams. They've beaten some SEC schools. And Derek Mason's done a good job. I mean, you've got to talk about Vanderbilt. It's kind of like Duke with the ACC. It's a hard school to get into. It's an academic school. And, you know, they struggle to get the best recruits because you got Tennessee and Alabama and all the other schools um, in the conference. But I think uh, – I'm going to give Vanderbilt the edge, and I'd say they win by 14. Yeah, I'm going to go with Vandy as well. This will be Kyle Shermer's final game, and I expect him to be on the NFL roster for many years. Probably not as a starter, but you know, he's, he's his dad is Pat Shermer, the current head coach of the Giants. So he will have a role as a backup quarterback in the NFL and I, what he's able to do. And I, I just think he ends his career on a win here. Now we get to the big game. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Jeremy knows which game we're talking about. The Music City Bowl. Uh, 
between mm-hmm. six and six Purdue, who upset Ohio State, and that probably kept Ohio State out of getting to the playoff, versus the seven and five Auburn Tigers, who's been in the news the last couple of weeks since the Iron Bowl. Auburn, they are a four-point favorite here. Uh, quarterback Jarrett Stidham announced he's leaving after this game. This will be his last game. So I guess I want to kick things off uh, with you, Yancey. Uh, Auburn and Purdue. Well, as an Auburn fan, I obviously want my team to win. But when it comes Still there, Yancey? Yeah. You got me? Yeah, yeah. You cut out for a second there. Oh, sorry. It depends on which Auburn team shows up. Is this an Auburn team that has something to prove, or is this just an Auburn team that goes out there and is happy to be in a bowl game? Um, When Purdue beat Ohio State, you know, they had that young man that's battling cancer. I mean, it was a perfect time for an upset. And they not only – beat Ohio State, they thumped them. They kicked their butts. So, I mean, as an Auburn fan, of course, I want my team to win, but I'm, I've got a question. Who is going to show up? How are they going to play? So, I'm going to pick Auburn in this. I don't think it's going to be a pretty win. I think Auburn's going to play like they played all year and try to rely on the defense. But I, I say Auburn wins it by 10. What do you think, Jeremy? I th- I'm, I'm going to agree, uh, and mine's based solely on. I mean, if you know anything about anybody from Alabama, I think a lot of you know a lot of people. I know, especially us, even coming from Dothan, but uh, I know a lot of people here in the Birmingham region and in the north of here. Nashville's not far from here. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to be going to Nashville because it's a great city. Uh, it's New Year's uh, type. Well, what, when is this? What, what's the game on? Is the twenty twenty eight twenty nine twenty? So it's going, to go, it's going into the new year, so people are going to. I think Auburn's going to take. Um, they're going to take a lot of doubt, a lot of negativity with them, uh, and more importantly, you know, we we can say everything that we want to say about yeah. the, the Auburn teams and and the the lack of, of potential that they are, uh, or, or not the potential, but the lack of effort that it seemed like they showed at times, but. Uh, one thing I think was causing Auburn a lot of angst and a lot of issues is that you had two people probably fussing over. Uh, there was obviously some disconnect in the locker room. Now with Chip Lindsey gone, you know, now you've got a guy in there that is, he kind of knows his role. He's not meandering with the playbook at all. He's not going to try and put a playbook in. He's not even going to deal with the, with the play calling. So at least now, you know, you've got a system that there's not going to be any swapping back and forth you you kind of know what you're going to get with with Gus Malzahn you know it's, you got you trying uh, uh for himself on his way out to try and up his stock a little bit you've got some key defensive players that are going out. I think Deshaun Davis is last year so you know I think that I just think the Auburn's defense is going to be really big in this game and I think that Jared Siddham will probably have a pretty big game just being his last game he's going to have a lot of emotions so I think Auburn comes out with – I wouldn't be surprised if they put up a 14-point spread on them. So I think Auburn takes it. Yeah, and I don't be surprised if, you know, they run some trick plays or do some things you haven't seen all year because, you know, it's a bowl game. And with the redshirt rule, you might see some younger guys getting some playing time. So you might see some different wrinkles that you didn't see all year. 
So I kind of agree with Jeremy. You got a stout defense that should come prepared to play, and it's just been an Auburn fan and what we've seen all years. What are we going to do on offense? You know, what are we going to run things that work? Or are you going to run the same plays over and over? So, um, like I said, I'm still going to pick Auburn. I think it's going to be ugly for a little while, but I think towards the end they'll pull it out. Yeah, I'm going with Auburn too. I mean, I kind of, I kind of think of this game kind of like the Ole Miss game. You know, Ole Miss, you know, people thought maybe were a threat to beat Auburn, but Auburn just was too talented. They're just more talented than them, and I think that's going to be the situation here with Auburn. They're just more talented than Purdue, and uh, they should take care of business. And just like I said, because of talent, I, I do agree. I mean, Gus Malzahn, we know who's calling the plays this game. We don't. There won't be any argument. Yeah. Who's calling the plays? We know it's going to be Gus Malzahn. So I'm in agreement with you, Yancey, that we're going to see some trick plays here. But so I am going to go with Auburn. Uh, the Camping World Bowl. Moving here to this one now. When you looked at it, said, okay, these are two ranked teams. This should be a good game. Now with the Will Greer thing, he has now announced he is not playing. Uh, West Virginia is a one-and-a-half favorite here. But I wonder if that hasn't been adjusted or changed, or it will change by the time we get to the game because of the lack of Will Greer. Uh, in this game, so I guess start off with you, Jeremy. Uh, West West Virginia, Syracuse. What do you like? I think Will Greer being on changes everything, and I think Syracuse upsets them. How about you, Yancey? I have to agree with Jeremy. I have no idea who the backup quarterback is at uh, West Virginia, and Will Greer. I mean, he will be in the NFL next year, so I just have to go with Syracuse on this one. You know, Syracuse probably would have gave him a game, and I'm with both of you with Syracuse here, but I think Syracuse would have gave him a game. I mean, Syracuse was probably there in the regular season. Well, Texas A&M and them were the closest teams to beating Clemson. I mean, Syracuse, I want to say, had a 10-point lead. I mean, that was the week Kelly Bryant had left. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt in the game, so Clemson had to play their third-string quarterback in that game. With all that said, they almost lost to Syracuse, so Syracuse is a pretty – Pretty solid football team anyway, so I think it would have been a game, but without Will Greer, I, I've got to go with Syracuse because I'm very unfamiliar with who West Virginia's backup quarterback is as well. And, we're, and Will Greer is good, but I don't – I mean, I think in, at the end of the day, I don't – I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be playing in the NFL as well. Don't get, me, don't get it twisted. But I think Clemson's a lot better of a team, pound for pound, obviously, than West Virginia is. And losing Will Greer is kind of like – like you said, kind of like playing Clemson, losing, you know – a a star quarterback, and if you can play Clemson close to their star quarterback, you should have no problems playing West Virginia without their star quarterback. Yeah, so they should be able to take care of that. Um, next up, we have the uh, Alamo Bowl between number 24, Iowa State, who is 8-4 on the season, taking on Washington State, number 13 in the country at 10-2. and two. Washington State is a 3.5-point favorite here. Uh, start off with you, Yancey. What do you think? I think I'm going to pick uh, Iowa State. I know uh, Washington State throws all the time. They put up prolific numbers. But uh, Iowa State has held their own in the uh, Big Ten, so I'm going to give it to Iowa State by a touchdown. What do you think, Jeremy? I think that's a pretty good pick. I mean, they like like you said, they held uh, Iowa State's had a had a good season. They they play in the Big Twelve. I think they played uh, you know they played Texas pretty close. Uh, still in a league where you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of offense. They played Kansas State pretty close. Um, they've got some pretty significant wins. 
But I still think that uh, Washington State's just, I mean, that Mike Leach, I, maybe it's just because I'm biased towards Mike Leach and I think he's hilarious and I think he's a, you know, just a, 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 a universal icon. But um, I think that, you know, Iowa State's a good, a good tough team. But, I mean, and maybe they're used to seeing all this prolific passing all the time. But I, I, for some reason, I'm just thinking Old Crimson pulls it out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Washington State here, too. Um, the team was in position. They probably weren't going to get to the playoff, but when they lost to Washington in the Apple Cup in the season, didn't even get to the Pac-12 title game. Uh, I mean, it really put a damper on their season. We'll see what Gardner Minshew can do. I mean, who who thought Gardner Minshew was going to be a name before the season that we were going to know about? I do believe he was actually at one time going to transfer to Alabama. Changed his mind, goes to Washington State. He'd starting. Obviously, he wouldn't have been starting Alabama. Great year for him. Let's see. I got the stats right here. He threw for 4,477 wow. yards. So, yeah. Great That's year for numbers. him. Yeah. So, in one year. Wow. And he's going to be off to the NFL, so this will be his last game. But, yeah, I'm with Jeremy here. I'm going to go with Washington State. Um, next up, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Just saying Chick-fil-A just makes me hungry. I want some of the Lord's chicken. But you, you have number 10, Florida, at 9-3. A great turnaround season for them versus number seven, Michigan at 10 and two. As coming off that blowout to Ohio State, Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite here. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? Man, this is going to be a really hard game. I mean, on paper, I feel like Michigan should probably overpower them, but I just feel like being in Atlanta, being that close to Gainesville, uh, Florida's going to have a, a ton of fans. Now, I know Michigan's just one of those teams, but it also seems like Florida's one of those teams that just has a uh, an enormously uh, faithful fan base that travels and even you know all over the country. I think Florida might edge them out, and just because you know with with Florida's, I mean both leagues, Big Ten and and uh, SEC obviously are both really good leagues. Uh, but you know the SEC seems a little bit more comparable to the Big Ten this year. But I don't know. I just my gut feeling is saying that Florida pulls it out, but it's going to be a barely barely a win. What about you, Yancey? I have to agree with Jeremy. I think Florida playing in Atlanta, it's practically a home game. But uh, Michigan will travel. They'll, their fans will travel for them. They're very loyal. But, you know, the last time we saw Michigan on TV, they were getting the crap beat out of them by Ohio State. So uh, Jim Harbaugh has a lot to uh, prove. Um, I think this will be a close game, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Florida by field goal. I'm going to go the opposite way to both you guys. I'm, I think Michigan is going to win this game. I don't trust Felipe Franks. If if Florida has to play perfect football to win games, when they don't, when they get too many penalties, when Felipe Franks turns the ball over, they they cannot overcome that. And I think Michigan is good defensively. I mean, they just had an epic meltdown against Ohio State. I like Shea Patterson and Jim Harbaugh is familiar playing against this Florida team. He's beaten them twice in his four years at Michigan in a bowl game and last season, the kickoff season. So he's very familiar with what he's going to see the talent wise of Florida. Dan Mullen on the side, he's, you know, he's going to talk to urban Meyer, but you know, he himself has not gone up against this Michigan defense, seen this personnel. So that's why I'm going to stick with Michigan here to win this game. I think it's close. I think it's a close game. Florida's defense has got athletes, athletes give Michigan trouble like Ohio State, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with Michigan 
in a close game here. I think Florida will will shoot yourself in the foot a couple mm-hmm. times. Well, uh, one thing you did bring up a good point, Philip, and I will say that uh, you know with him being friends, obviously, and coaching on the staff with Urban Meyer in the past, he probably will reach out to him and get some pointers. But let's not forget, Dan Mullen has experience uh, playing against Shea Patterson as well for quite a few years, so uh, that could be a deciding factor as well. He's seen Shea Patterson before. He knows what kind of player he is. He might be able to uh, kind of work that in. And he's had success against Shea Patterson. So that might be able to, to play into his favor as well. But, um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be, that's one of the, uh, probably one of my favorite matchups in the bowl season. One thing I was just thinking about is I brought up earlier about how Michigan got beat pretty bad by Ohio State. One thing you got to take into consideration in that game is if you're Ohio State, Obviously, you want to win that game, but you want to put up some prolific numbers so that'll help you get a higher seating for the uh, for the playoffs. Even though that was the game before they played uh, the Big Ten championship. So, saying all that, I think Michigan has a good team, but like Phillip said, Florida's going to shoot themselves in the foot several times. But just with it being close to Gainesville, and Dan Mullen's done a heck of a job this year, I still think Florida edges it out in a close game. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for part one of the bowl preview with Jeremy Rains and Yancey Gordon. Part two will not be uploaded till December 26th. Uh, that's when, right in the time when the second half of the bowl games are getting close. So part one right there. We have another hour of bowl predictions to come in part two, which you'll hear on the day after Christmas, December 26th. Guys, remember you can follow me on Twitter at the Field Jordan. Find the show on Twitter at FB Report Podcast. You can find the show on Facebook at the Football Report. Uh, please find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, and YouTube. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. Really appreciate it when you do that. And you leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show and check out all my work on Last Word on College Football. Got some good bowl coverage over there uh, on the website. So check that out as well anyways guys uh, next week i'll be joined by justin mcnilly planning on doing a big deep dive into the dollar general bowl between troy trojans and buffalo so look forward to that and i may drop a second podcast next week too may give you two podcasts next week so stay tuned for that anyways guys until next time bye bye Thank you for downloading the Football Report Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and tune in. Follow Philip at The Phil Jordan and the show at FBR Report Podcast. Tune in again next time for more great football talk with the Football Report Podcast.